Hello, and welcome to the Flix Forum Podcast, where each episode, we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode, we have Netflix's 124th film. It's the 2018 Christmas romantic comedy, The Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding. It's directed by John Schultz. It stars Rose McIver, Ben Lamb, Alice Creage, Sarah Douglas, and Tarif Sharif. I am Jesse, and as you may notice, I am writing solo today, so um, I'll be keeping um, this little train going of our Netflix original films for a little bit by myself. Um, so the episodes are going to be a little bit shorter, but hopefully uh, still a little bit interesting for you guys to listen along to, and hopefully um, pass me through some feedback, and uh, we'll go through these Netflix originals in order. Hopefully soonish we'll hear some of our co-hosts back at some stage, but for the time being, we are going to be writing solo through these films. So for those that haven't listened before, our... Our aim, I guess, is to go through all the original Netflix films in the order of their release, and we are 124 through, and this is the first one that we've ever done solo, so bear with me, it may, um, I may struggle a little bit as I'm used to having a, a co-host to bounce off and, and bounce ideas through, but I'm going to give it a shot, give it a crack, and, and see how we go, and hopefully um, those that enjoy The Christmas Prince may uh, want to have a listen along, and if you haven't seen the film, this is the perfect opportunity for you to take a pause, um, come back a little bit later on when possibly you may have watched the film in case uh, you want to avoid any spoilers, because as we head into this uh, discussion, I will be spoiling this film. So uh, we always start our show with our fast flicks where we do a quick little summary of the film. Uh, So my fast flicks for A Christmas Prince 2 is, in between Christmas and financial concerns, the king of Aldovia must also keep his mind on his upcoming wedding. And for those that are are aware of this uh, series, I guess, of The the Christmas Prince, this is the the second film in this series. The the first one we covered... um, back at Christmas 2019 on our on our podcast. So if you wanted to uh, listen along to our discussion on the first um, Christmas Prince film, you can head back into our archive and find that one. And then hopefully at some stage in the future, we will hit onto the third, uh, the third film in the series, which we'll try to keep away from because I haven't seen it and I've only seen the first two. But we always chat about anything that we could learn about um, the film or the making of the film. And I guess that for this one, for me in particular, it was filmed in May of 2018 and was released in November so such a small turnaround um super fast super quick they they knew that they needed to get this out for the Christmas or the holiday season so um film it edit it put it out there ready for the audience to go so quick little turnaround there and and you may notice that there are some changes from the first one a lot of the the cast are back uh, for this second film but the, the the big one here I guess is that um the father of um, Amber, who is um, soon to be married to to the the king now, um, he has been rewritten, I guess, into into the film. And uh, I, I guess I, I, based on my memory, I really enjoyed the first one. I didn't go back and rewatch the first one, but I had a good connection with these characters, and and I kept that in the back of my mind as I was watching this second one. So I did pick up on it that her dad looked a little bit different, and and they even have this line um, in the film where one of the characters, Princess Emily, says it looks different from how he seemed in Amber's pictures, and and one of his first lines is even I feel like a brand new person. So it was very in your face, like they are making a big deal about this, and and even myself who sometimes misses things like that was able to pick up on that quite easily. Uh, 
which was which was good. So this was released on DVD in Brazil on the 25th of November 2018 before it hit Netflix on the 30th of November 2018 worldwide. Um, just in time, like I mentioned, for that December season where I guess people sometimes have a a ritual or a, a family tradition where they'll sit back and and knock off a whole bunch of Christmas or festive films. So out there, ready to go for those types of people. Filmed across Romania again, like the first one. Lots of really nice locations and. And yeah, if um if you if you've seen the first one, they they do use the same um, castle and and the same little town that they did um, in the original one. I had a Netflix match for this one, and sometimes we have a chat about whether Netflix is able to predict whether you're going to like a film. And sometimes if you if you check up the top, not always, but Netflix will make a prediction on a, on a percentage match about how close you will be to liking a film. So for this one, I had a seventy one percent match, which is sort of middle ground. Um, We've mentioned previously that Netflix don't often give you those lower end ratings because, you know, if they give you a a 40% match rate, you're not going to watch the film. So 71% sitting in that that middle range ballpark for me where uh, I think they they think I may like it but not necessarily love it. And um, I guess this is a a good chance for me to to discuss the way that some other people have have received this film because we do talk about the, the consensus for our films on the Flix Forum podcast and... We start off with Rotten Tomatoes and and we don't necessarily love Rotten Tomatoes because we know that there are um, often issues with their ability to, um, you know, only take on, on critics and, and they do have the, the viewer um, spot as well, but only 50% of uh, critics thought that this was a, a good film and that's only on 16 reviews, so not a, not a consensus yet, but it still sits on that rotten scale and the audience had it at even a lower at 33% on 145 ratings. So not doing too well on Rotten Tomatoes. I guess the same could be said on Letterboxd where it sits at a 2.1 out of 5 on nearly 8,000 reviews. That, that's extremely low, uh, very, very low. And IMDb also had it at 5.3 out of 10, so a little bit higher than the others. Um, that's also on, on nearly 10,000 reviews. Um, ratings on the IMD platform. And this is the part now where I'll talk about the early thoughts that I've got for this one. So I guess I had I had expectations for this one and, and I'm not 100% sure I knew exactly what kind I had, but I knew that I had some. And from memory, like I mentioned before, this was this was one of my favorite Netflix Christmas films that we, we covered during a Christmas um, stage on our podcast a couple of years ago now. And this was quite good. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, not as good as the first one, but I still enjoyed it. So I guess that's where we're heading with this discussion is that I'm on board, I enjoyed it, but didn't necessarily think it was the, the best film ever. And I guess heading on now, we'll, we'll talk about some characters in this film and then look at some scenes that I liked, some scenes that I didn't like before this one. I could almost suggest going back and listening to our episode on the first film because not a lot has changed. A lot of the familiar faces that you'd know from the first one are there. We've we've still got our main protagonist, Amber, who's still blogging, now she's ready for this move to Aldovia to be with her, her one true love. And this film is all about preparing for her wedding. And she wants a simple wedding. She wants it to be about her and who she is. While everyone else in this film is trying to make it about the royal family, the traditions, the the unwritten ground rules of the family and what must be followed. So I guess that's the, the conflict that she has as a character because... On the other half, she's travelled halfway across the, the world from New York to be with Richard, this, this busy king. And... He comes across as really ignorant of what his future wife wants and also of the people that he rules. Uh, and you know that with the setups with these Netflix Christmas films that he's obviously going to come around at some stage. And I'm not going to spoil it right here, but obviously that happens. And, well, there's a bit of a spoiler, but, but it, it's one of those things where it's so predictable. 
but it's not necessarily a, a bad thing being able to predict that something like this is going to happen. Um, you've got his younger sister, Emily, who's who's in the wheelchair, and, and she, again, is this character who is there to solve the problems. Um, and apparently she's also an excellent computer hacker. And, and finally, I'll finish on Rudy, who is Amber's dad. Um, he's a much bigger part in this film than the first one. Uh, he's over the top, he's in your face, but quite a nice addition, um, I thought, in this film. And... I guess now is a, a good chance to talk about John Schultz, who, who's the director of this this sequel. And he didn't direct the first one, but he did do this one and the third uh, film, which we will cover at some stage on this show. And I guess he's best known for the director of films like Like Mike and uh, Dri- Drive Me Crazy, which had Melissa Joan Hart uh, from the top of my head. It's uh, one of those Britney Spears video clips too. She did the song called... Uh, drive me crazy as well and and he also did aliens in the attic as well so he's good with that family um oriented type of film okay time to talk about some scenes time to talk about some things that i liked some things that i didn't necessarily like as well and i guess the the one thing that um i really enjoyed in this film was the connections to the first film and i i do have fond memories of the first film i haven't rewatched it but my um yeah i i do i do think that it stood out to me as a, as a Netflix Christmas film that, that's worth watching. So they had a lot of connections to this, that uh, such as scenes like with horse riding and mention about wolves. If, you, if you've seen the first one, you know what I'm talking about. There's this cousin Simon who returns to redeem himself. There's this idea of stealing taxis. There's toboggans. There's archery. There's this cabin in the middle of the wood where, where characters reflect. And these are all nice memories that I had of the first one, which... Um, I got to see again in this one, which, which made a nice, nice, nice little return for me. I also enjoyed the the scenes of Amber's dad, Rudy, in the kitchen. It was nice to see a little bit of his side of things and what he brought to the table. So there were quite a lot of nice little scenes with him um, in the kitchen. And, and finally, stick around to the end. Um, not very often on a Netflix film that we get the opportunity to see outtakes. Um, and during the credits, there's this bunch of outtakes from this film. And, and it's really nice just to see these people playing these characters almost out of character behind the scenes, laughing, showing their, their human side too. So worth sticking around through the credits to watch those outtakes. I will now talk about things that I didn't necessarily like. And I guess the the main thing that I didn't like in this one was this character called Sahil. And, and he was the wedding designer in this character. And he was there to make sure that Amber's day, everything about that day went perfectly well. And it was really, really, really frustrating every single time he was on the screen. He was this over the top stereotype that just did not work in any regard whatsoever. I I don't often say this, but I hated him as a character. Uh, There was a scene towards the end that tried to redeem it with a little bit of humor, but overall, one of the worst characters in this film. the only other thing that really annoyed me in this film was this bachelorette party that they had with um, Amber and they do their nails and they drink and it was just so lame and I know that it ties in really well with this with this film because this film is, I guess you could call it lame at stages throughout because it follows this, this uh, character arc and this narrative arc that is so uh, well-worn and treaded that you know what's going to happen but this just really stood out uh, to me quite a bit. And, and that sort of leads us into what's this film saying? What, what are some ideas in this film? And, and the idea here in this one for me is that Amber, as a character, they want her to conform. They want her to follow the processes, follow the rules of, of this royal family. And, and she doesn't necessarily want to just break the rules, but she wants to be herself. So this idea of individuality too, and this idea that you can be yourself and still impress other people and still do the right things by tradition and by family culture and, 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 and rules. And 
I know it necessarily doesn't come through right to the end, but but love does conquer. Love conquers all. And if you can, if you've got this uh, connection with someone that that you can just trust them for who they are and, and and who they want to be, and your feelings for someone can overcome issues and concerns that that may lead to negative thoughts or or situations that you don't necessarily like. So I think that's a nice little message to take out of this. And they didn't do this really well, but through Richard, this busy king, they thought, you know, we'll try and chuck in this little idea too that he doesn't necessarily know the the people that he's in charge of or that he represents and um, this idea of corruption that was running underneath. And I didn't think it was done really well, but they gave it a crack that the idea that corruption um, can be hard to see at times as well. Okay, what did I take away from this one? So <laughs> the film wasn't wasn't bad. There was, there was nothing in this film that made me feel negative or made me feel down. It, 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 I just had this warm and fuzzy film the whole way. So although it's not you know a groundbreaking film, it still gives you the... It, it, it's worth watching at, at Christmas time probably. Right now, we, we, we had aimed to put this episode out um, around Christmas time and we've uh, had a few um, speed humps along the way. So this would have been out around Christmas. During Christmas, I'd highly recommend it now that we're sort of heading into, um, into February, nearly March. I probably uh, would say hold on till December before you watch this one because you might have those those nice sentimental feelings about Christmas that are, are sitting there inside the pit of your stomach that you're going to be more closely connected to this film than you would during a non-festive season. Um, IMDb is, is a app that we use at times or a website where if there's someone on the screen that we recognize or think that we know from somewhere, we might jump on during the film to check out who they are or or work out if we've seen them in something before. So for me in this film, I looked at the character Sahil, who I mentioned before that I really, really disliked. And he was played by Raj Bajaj. And I scrolled through everything and the only thing that I could work out that I possibly would have seen him in was an episode of Doctor Who in 2014. But um, I don't even think I've seen him in that. So it's just one of those faces uh, for me that didn't connect, but I thought I possibly knew them from somewhere. Um, and yeah, that's that's about almost the time for me to wrap this one up. And hopefully you've been able to listen along and, and take something a little bit extra out of this film. But at the end of our show, we give the, the film that we've watched a rating out of five. And we usually give it a flicks form average, but unfortunately you're just going to get my average because I'm the only one here today. So for me, I, I did enjoy this film. I think that maybe it was more this reminiscence of the characters from the first one and and they just stuck with me and i liked these rehashes of these scenes from the first one and it's almost like those nice memories that you have of christmas um yourself once a year that you know you're like oh i really remember that you know i was out in the backyard playing with my cousins or um it was really nice to see my grandparents this christmas and this is like one of those films where i'm like oh i really remember watching this film at christmas time and um, the first one was good, so I'll get along with the characters in this one, even though it might not necessarily have been the best film ever. Uh, it's nothing groundbreaking, but it, it definitely passes as a film, and I'm going to give it a two and a half out of five. So we are on social media. We have Twitter, we have Facebook, we have Instagram. We pop posts up with the uh, film that we're covering for the week, and also we pop a question up just to see if you wanted to to jump in on the conversation of the film. And and this uh, episode, I just wanted to know, do you think that Netflix are hitting that right spot with these holiday-themed films? Are they the right type of films that they should be targeting? You know, I guess they're cheap, they're easy to make, um, you've got a good, you know, a, a massive system that millions of people around the world can access, and if you pump it on that main screen during Christmas under a almost Christmas... Um, subcategory that people are going to find these films so they could be a good way to to keep subscribers so wondering what you think about that question if you haven't subscribed yet please do um, 
give us a rating on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, whatever you can to, to help us out because we do appreciate people listening along. And next episode, I think I'll be back solo again. So you might gonna get, you're going to get stuck with my voice by myself. But I'm going to be checking out another film from 2018. It's the Hindi language Indian comedy drama called Rajma Chawal. It's directed by Lena Yadva. It stars Rishi Kapoor, Anuru Tanwa, Amra Datsu, Sheba Chatta, Ap- Apara Shakiti Karani, and Diksha Junaja. So I know I've mashed up those names. I apologize. But I'll be there next week on your feed to discuss this film Rajma Chawal. So thank you for hanging out. Thank you for listening along with me. I hope you've enjoyed this. And um, if you've got any feedback, feel free to hit us up on our social media platforms. Other than that, I look forward to seeing you next episode.